Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to the first in Moose NFL podcast presented by United to the Moose, the student radio station of West Virginia University. I'm your host, as always, Patrick McCabe, along with my co-hosts, Zach Anderson and Manny Mardiege. Six weeks into this NFL season, and it has been all types of hectic, interesting, whatever you want to call it. It has been a roller coaster of emotions for a lot of teams so far this season, including two the two co-hosts here, their teams have been struggling just a little bit, but we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. Manny, for you, it, you know, it's another, you win against the Buccaneers, but it's a little bit too close for comfort. 20 to 18 win, uh, you know, it's a, t- it's a game that you're probably expected to win, but at the same time, I feel like it's just a little bit too close for comfort. I don't know about that. I don't know if anybody expected us to win that game, honestly. Not anybody that I saw on any social media. I was pretty surprised that we won. I know we were home and everything, but we were one and four. And the Bucks are uh uh presumably one of the best teams in the NFC. But uh I mean I was just as surprised as anybody really to see us win. Um because we had so many injuries. Um Minka was hurt, our three corners were hurt, TJ Watts obviously still hurt. And so a couple on the D-line were still hurt, but somehow we got to Tom Brady a lot more than we got to anybody else, to any other quarterback we played before. So um, I was pleasantly surprised, very happy with the defense to step up at home and get the win there. Um, still the Bucs, I think, had a big part to play in the result because they got in the red zone like five or four times and they kicked field goals all this time. So um, they they need to do some, uh, some self-evaluation, get themselves together because they do seem – like there's just something seems off with them. I don't know if it's Tom Brady and the off-field issues or whatever it is, new head coach. Um, but they don't look like the team they did last year. But I, I'm very ecstatic that we won heading into this game against the Dolphins with some sort of momentum uh, going into Sunday. Yeah, I guess, Zach, for you, coming away from that game, again, like Manny said, a lot of fans and a lot of media thought the Steelers weren't going to win. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, the video of uh, Tom Brady cursing out his offensive line. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know if you guys like Tom Brady. I'm not a fan of him personally. I've never been a fan of him. Uh, it, you know, I just feel like it's time, I think, at this point. It's time for him to retire officially, finally, uh, and get, you know, just – be done with football. I don't know what your guys' opinions are on that, but Zach, what do you what do you think for Tom Brady? Do you think this is it? Do you think he should retire? I I, I have to agree with you. I think he's kind of uh, hit his peak when it comes to his performance. You know, I watched a little bit of that Buccaneers Steelers game, and he seemed to just be inaccurate. I mean, just simply inaccurate, and that's not something you see from Tom Brady. You haven't seen that from Tom Brady ever in his NFL career. So the fact that he's inaccurate late in his career like this, I think it's time for him to finally hand it up. And when it comes to that Steelers game, I thought they played some good defense on him, too. But, uh, uh, not to discredit that. They played some good defense. But Brady was just simply the reason the Buccaneers lost. He couldn't convert a first down through the air. So um, I think the Steelers did a good job. And I think, like Manny said, it's a lot of momentum going into a Sunday night game against Miami. Manny, for you, obviously, you dealt with Tom Brady for a long time in the AFC. Do you think this is it for him? Do you believe? He might have another year, which I think you might be one of the very few who believe that. Yeah, a whole another year, 
maybe if uh, he wasn't dealing with the off-field stuff, I would probably give him another year. But I think it's just too much for him now going because this started before this season even started. So going through the entirety of this season, I expect the playoffs and then doing it all over again, talking about it through a whole another offseason and then another season, probably postseason. I think that's a lot just to focus on football. It's hard to just focus on football for Brady, especially because he seemed like a very family-oriented guy for the media to keep talking about it like all the time, every day, keeping asking him questions. He probably will get annoyed of it and will probably call it after this. Um, but yeah, I think he'll give it this season, probably make a decent playoff run, but I'm not expecting them to make the Super Bowl. Not the way they're playing right now. Uh, not really, not giving them any chance, really. And, you know, again, with Manny, with you, Trubisky back for the Steelers, again, starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett hurt. I don't know exactly how long he's out for, but at some point, I think you have to make a decision. You know, we can't be flip-flopping back and forth every week between Trubisky and Pickett. At a certain point, I feel like you have to pick someone and stick with him. Obviously, this is a different situation with Pickett hurt, but as of right now, would you give Pickett the starting job once he comes back right away and Trubisky back to the bench? Or do you think, depending on performance, it could change? No, I think Mike Tomlin even said it too. Uh, I think he's. they asked him about how Kenny was doing, and he said if he can practice and he'll play, he will play. Like, I think he's the starter no matter what going forward. He, it's just unlucky that he got hurt. I think they said – what's today, Wednesday? I think they said he might practice today, possibly tomorrow, and they'll see how he responds to that. So if he's – questionable or has a chance to play, I think they, they'll pull the trigger and he will play. But um, if he really can't play, you don't want to take the risk and have like another two-way situation or something like that uh, with other players as well. Uh, they want to keep him safe and keep him healthy. But I think if he's like 90% that he can go, I think he will go because I, you can't go switching back and forth, like you said, Patrick. And I think the, this team just needs a leader to going forward and into the next couple of years and flip-flopping like that, it will just create more question marks around this team. I completely agree as well. Let's get into a couple of games. Last Thursday, none of us were watching that. I don't know if you guys are watching that Thursday night game uh, between the Commanders and the Bears. Uh, we obviously had something a lot more important. That was the West Virginia Baylor football game. Uh, Zach was working and I was working at Manny. I'm guessing you were in the stands for that one. Uh, that was a fun one. So obviously nobody watched the Commanders Bears game. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, like the whole Thursday night situation. And you know, again, I feel like it is like, it, I mean, the worst teams played it every week. It's very, very rare that there is a good Thursday night football game. Typically, it's two teams that are playing awful. And for the Commanders and the Bears, they fit that narrative. They fit that narrative entirely. Uh, for you guys, do you think, you know, they have to fix around the, they have to fix the scheduling to make Thursday night games more interesting because that, I mean, the West Virginia Baylor game was what 10, it was probably 10 times more exciting than a, t a 12, seven slot fest. And I don't even know where, but either way, it was probably awful. I'll let Zach go first since I just answered the last one, then I'll give my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like I said, I wasn't watching it. And Patrick, I was working. You saw me there. But um, I, I checked in on the score during the Baylor game, and I was like, man, this is awful. Like, this is exactly what you'd expect from a Bears-Commanders primetime football game. And 
really neither team really performed well. I mean, uh, I thought Justin Fields, I, from what I, I watched a little bit in the second quarter, like when I had my laptop up, and I thought Justin Fields was playing pretty decent, but they just couldn't get any offense going. Neither team really could. And, and Carson Wentz didn't even have a touchdown pass and didn't eclipse 100 yards passing. So it was just a, a poor game overall from both teams. That's really all I can say. I didn't watch much else of it. So. I had no idea he was under 100 yards. That's embarrassing. Yeah, 12 for 22, 99 yards. That was his Well then, Manny, for you, do you have any commentary on that? Um, I don't know. I think just on the game itself, um, I guess the Commanders did win, right? Or my Commanders did win. Yeah, okay. it was a twelve Brian. to seven. Okay, yeah, it was Brian. a bit of bit of both because they won, but Carson Wentz got hurt, and now he's going to be out for like a month. So um, you can't. It's not all positive for for that, really. Hey, it's the Taylor Heineke show once again. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm pretty excited to watch him play over Carson Wentz, honestly. I think he might give him a bit of a spark, but uh, you made a good point before, Pat, that um, it just seems like every game on Thursday night's like, terrible. And I think with the game switching over to Amazon Prime now instead of NFL Network, they, they should have prioritized putting all the, the good games on Amazon Prime because, first off, nobody really has Amazon Prime really watches – like sports on Amazon Prime. So if you have all the bad games on it, why would anybody go out of the way to subscribe to Amazon Prime in the first place? So I was talking to my friend about it today, actually. They should have put, like, the Bills Chiefs would have been, like, a good game to have on there. Um, just, it always seems to be the Broncos, the Bears. Uh, we were on there once. Uh, yeah, you lost just, in that one. Yeah, it was also against the Browns, which is like no one's really gonna tune into that because I don't, I think we were probably one and two at that point. So I know you couldn't predict the 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 um the records of all these teams, but uh, like you kind of know which teams were gonna be good, and you should have put them on there to get more people to subscribe, really, to a new network that you're trying to bring in. And we'll get into the upcoming week, week seven. It's Saints Cardinals. For Thursday night football, I'm not going to be watching. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'll probably be watching the women's soccer game because uh, that'll be a heck of a lot more interesting. Fingers crossed, of course. They really need to win. But let's get back to football here. Week six, starting off with the one o'clock games. Patriots beat the Browns pretty handily. It's the Bailey Zappi show. I don't know if you guys agree with that as well. I think Bailey, I think Mac Jones is a little, a little bit washed and a little bit overrated, in my opinion. That's my take, though. Uh, Jets beat the Packers. I mean, that's just – I don't know. I mean, do you think the Jets are for real? That's – I mean, this is a very – this is a loaded question. But do you really think the Jets are an actual good team? I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say to that because I, I want to say maybe. <laughs> I'll give you a maybe at least because – they they've performed good in a couple good, uh, a couple of their games. I mean they're four and two right now, and that's not something we've seen from the Jets. I think I think it might be their best start in the last five years. Maybe I'm not. I can't quote that, but it might be. Has to be. And, Has yeah, to be. and the Packers and the Packers just aren't the same team. I mean Aaron Rodgers. I read a thing today about um MVP candidates, and they said Aaron Rodgers' stock is going down, and I think it's going into the trenches. I think it's, oh, it's his been- stock is is gone. I mean he's not even in the MVP race ever. Probably so. No. Um, the Packers aren't the same team they are. Aaron Rodgers without his star guy Devontae Adams, of course, 
isn't the same quarterback. And um, we're starting to realize that more as the season goes on. But the Jets um, played, a, played a really good game. I got to watch part of that game. And um, I hadn't seen the Jets be assertive on defense like that um, in a lot of years. So um, maybe their defense can really be something to look at as the season goes on. Yeah, I think Man. their defense oh, man, really – Yeah, I was just going to say the defense has really surprised me. They got good players, really. They built up pretty well through the draft. Um, obviously, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall is looking pretty good. Um, they got that edge rusher too. I don't remember his name in the late rounds, but he's pretty good. Their front, their front seven looks very well. And then on the back end, you have Sauce, obviously. But their offense is, it's almost there. I would, I would say, um, they're good enough, really, not to lose you most games. But their defense really kind of holds this thing up. And they've been back to back weeks. They've been the Dolphins, forty to seventeen. And then they just beat the Packers at Lambeau 27 to 10. So those are pretty impressive. They got the Broncos next, but then I want to see how they do against the Patriots. And then they got the Bills in week nine before hitting their bye. So those two games, we'll see what happens. Um, I expect the Bills to win, but if they can keep it close, it's at least encouraging for this team that would have been given no chance and nobody would have even watched that game. I think people would actually tune into this game now and see what the Jets can do. And uh, maybe they could surprise people. I completely agree with you guys again. I think for the Packers, you know, they've been the NFC's darling in the regular season for the past three, four years. Uh, and then every year it's the same thing. They they bow out in the first in the divisional round or the wild card round and they're done. It's the same script every single year. And I I still stand by my belief that Rodgers should have retired after last season. I think that should have been the point. They should have allowed Jordan Love to finally start being an NFL quarterback rather than, you know, sitting on the bench like Aaron Rodgers did when Brett Favre was the quarterback. Uh, I think it's at that point now. I'd be shocked if Aaron Rodgers was still in the NFL at all after this season with the Packers or with any team. I'd be shocked if he's still playing, in my opinion. But let's get into a couple other games as well Bengals beat the saints 30 to 26 i don't i highly doubt you guys watched that game that sounded that sounds boring right away colts beat the jaguars which has been an eternity since the colts have beaten the jaguars and then an interesting one as well giants ravens this might be one of the first times in a long time that both new york football teams are semi-decent or good this is a tough one again. I don't like saying it. I want to get your guys' opinion on it. But are the Giants a team that is for real at this point, five and one in the first year of uh, Brian Dable? I think they're uh, they're pretty pretty legitimate as of right now. I, I would say more legitimate than the Jets if we're talking comparing the new two New York teams. Um, it's just the, I think Daniel Jones is what's going to hold them back. I mean, he's performed pretty pretty well. Like. Um, let me see what he had in this game. Sorry. Uh, 19 for 27, 170 yards, two touchdowns. That's that's not a bad stat line for an NFL quarterback. That's very efficient. But he's going to be the one that holds them back because I think they with Barkley, um, he's going to run the ball and the offensive line is going to block for him. And, he, and they do a good job running the ball. Um, it's just the fact that Daniel Jones being able to set the play action and pass the ball down the field is what's going to hurt them whenever they get into like third and long and um, even fourth and long that they have to convert late in the game. So – um, without with with him there, um, I still think that holds them back generally. 
But right now with their defensive unit and their performance on the running game, I think they definitely are a contender right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Five and one. I don't know. I, they beat the Packers, which was nice. And now stacking that with the win against the Ravens is very, very impressive for this for this Giants team that's also been just a complete disaster in the past five, at least five years. So I like them. I like Dave a lot. He's probably a pretty well locked for, for coach of the year, the way he's made Daniel Jones look good, like a completely different quarterback, really. Um, even they don't even have many like passing threats really other than Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay is a name people know, but he doesn't play well. He hardly even plays, probably gets any catches and he's making a ton of money. But, um, I like the giants. I like their defense too. They just, he has them playing like they know what they're doing. It always seems like they have a plan on how to attack the other team. And in the fourth quarter, they made Lamar Jackson really, uh, kind of lose them the game, I would say. They played well, but I think Lamar really lost them that game at the end when he threw that interception, and then he lost that fumble there at the end. It was a good win for the Giants, don't get me wrong, but I think a big part of it was the Ravens losing another double-digit lead that they had and then just collapsing at the end. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I think for the Giants, you know, on their end, I think the talent's there. I don't think it's on the offense, though. Again, they don't really have many weapons on the offensive side, Saquon Barkley and maybe Sterling Shepard, if you really want to throw that out there. But, you know, Kadarius Toney was a first-round pick a year ago, two years ago, and he's done absolutely nothing, basically, for the first two seasons of his career. I don't know if he ever is going to at this point. Uh, so I think for the Giants – you know, if they're going to continue to play like this, they either have to find a wide receiver at the trade deadline, maybe a DJ Moore from Carolina, since Carolina's going to be selling off pretty much all their stars. It might be an it might be an idea for that Giants team to be able to get someone that's young, high potential, and it was a good wide receiver at the end of the day that's going to get you, you know, 100 yards, 150 yards on occasion, a couple of tutties you know, every so often as well. But I think the most interesting game of week seven has to be Bill's Chiefs. That was a fantastic game. Bill's coming out of that one, 24 to 20, a good win for them to go to five and one on the season. Manny, for you, obviously this is between two of the top AFC teams, probably the two top AFC teams. In your opinion, do you think, you know, it's still earlier. It's still early in the season, almost halfway now. Do you think this is a prediction of what we could see potentially in the playoffs? Do you think the Bills are still the better team, or do you think that the Chiefs, you know, even though they just lost the Bills, they still might be, you know, the team that is a bit more complete? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I don't like the idea that people think that just because uh, Pat Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill that it'll make them somehow better by spreading the ball around. I, that kind of makes sense, but how could you say they're a better team or he plays better when he's spreading the ball and they just lost a top at least six or seven wide receiver? That doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, but to answer your question, I do see them playing again, probably in the AFC Championship. They're two clear-cut teams in the AFC, um, pretty much almost in the NFL, if you include the Eagles in there as well. That Those three teams are the most convincing because uh, everybody else is sitting at like three and three, 
two and three, two and four, um, stuff like that. Those three are the teams that they have at least like a gap of three games between their loss and win records. So um, those three stand out. But yeah, they'll definitely be playing again in the playoffs for sure. And uh, the only thing that'll probably be different is they'll probably playing in Buffalo because I think Buffalo will be the number one seed. Um, and they do see, look like the more complete team. They won't have Micah Hyde, obviously, because he's out for the year, but they'll at least get Tredavious White back and some other pieces that are banged up. So I don't really see what could be stopping them really at this point, unless some teams really schemes them perfectly to make them make mistakes. I don't see them beating themselves in too many of these games. So I think, yeah, they're looking like the most complete team, at least in the AFC right now. Zach, for you, which team do you feel at this point is a bit more complete? Do you feel it's more the Bills or do you feel it's more the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I have to agree with Manny here. The Bills from that game looked like definitely a more complete team on both sides of the ball. Um, Allen looked like he was very decisive in his, in his passes. And that digs out in connection, like I spoke about a few weeks ago, that's something that's going to be unstoppable as the year goes on. And speaking about the Chiefs, um, Mahomes looked off. Uh, it just uh, there's a couple of interceptions he threw uh, late in the game. It just looked like uh, he was kind of forcing things and not really comfortable. And I think that was something that goes on with the uh, with the stakes of that game. It was such a big game. I mean, I would think it's going to be an AFC preview, AFC championship preview that game. So um, that's definitely something to look at. But um, something else I wanted to mention too is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster for the Chiefs. I mean, he's kind of blown up into a, a good role for them. And I think that uh, he kind of can take that one, number one receiver spot and really be the guy for Patrick Mahomes alongside uh, Hardman and Sky Moore and all those receivers that got there. So um, I definitely think the Bills are more complete on both sides of the ball and their defense played really well. And Josh Allen is going to continue to be Josh Allen. So, Yeah, I think Josh Allen has to be the best quarterback in the NFL at this point. I think there would be a lot of support for that. Uh Patrick Mahone, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be the same quarterback without Tyreek Hill. I still think Travis Kelsey is a fantastic player and a great tight end, probably the top two, top three tight end. But he is on the wrong side of 30 now. So we do have to remember that he's going to decline at some point. And the Chiefs have to be able to find good quality players that continue this run of success that they've had over the last five to six years. Let's get into the Sunday night game. Obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good opinion on it with the Eagles and Cowboys. Manny, for you, this is another tough game for the Eagles. Again, a game in which it wasn't easy for them at certain points as the game went on. Though I think you could tell that the Eagles were the more complete team, and you know the I mean three interceptions was incredible to say the least. Real quick, Patrick, before I give a longer answer. Do the do the Cowboys lose that game down three with Dak Prescott in the game, or was it just because yeah. of Cooper Rush they won that? No, I believe that they would have. I think they would have lost that game. Uh, I like Cooper Rush, but he is also not really that good of a quarterback. Uh, at the same time, I will say though that the people are saying you know that we beat Cooper Rush led Cowboys. Okay, it's still the Cowboys. I mean. Dexter Lawrence was talking all types of all types of, of of smack all week and saying that Jalen Hurts isn't a good quarterback. And then his quarterback throws three interceptions that were all god awful passes. So in my opinion, I think, you know, I don't think they would have won that game if Dak Prescott was in. It might have been a little bit closer, though. I think it might have been 
26, 23, 20, like 26, 26, 20, something like that. It would have been a little bit closer, but I still think the Eagles would have come away with the win in that one. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. And it is tough, like being a if you're a Cowboys fan, seeing that you you can't help but feel that way because Cooper Rush that that seemed like the end of the line for Cooper Rush. It every game before that he looked impressive. He looked like he knew what he was doing. But then obviously playing against the top three team in the in the league, um, that's what happens. He threw a. He threw, threw three interceptions. The defense was all over him. Just rattled him, really, from the beginning. And you could tell that it wasn't going to be a good day for him. And it was just the run game, really, that kind of got him back in the game. They extended those drives a long time, the Cowboys. And I think the Eagles defense just got a bit tired, especially that front seven that he's so used to rushing the passer and bringing that energy to, to rushing the passer to just be tired throughout their whole time running it. It is going to be tough, and that's why they cut the deficit. So... That's encouraging for the Cowboys going forward that they can rely on that when Dak comes back. But uh, I think big picture overall, the, these two teams are probably two of the top three teams in the NFC right now. And I think they, in my opinion, I think they'll play again uh, in the playoffs going forward. That now with a healthy Dak, maybe both teams are healthy, hopefully going into that game. I expect them to play again in the playoffs. I'm looking forward to that. And um, if they play in Philly again, I'd probably give the advantage to the Eagles again, definitely. I don't see it being in Dallas for some reason, but I think those two teams after last Sunday's game have definitely stood out to me and were a lot better than I thought they were, at least for the Cowboys. I knew the Eagles were good. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Manny. Zach, Zach for you, again, this is a game that the Eagles were probably going to come away with. I don't think it was as easy as they expected. Do you think ultimately, you know, being being that it was a difficult win, do you think that might have helped this Eagles team? Do you believe, you know, going into the bye week, it's I mean, obviously six and zero, good momentum going into your bye week. Uh, do you think this is a win that the that the Eagles need to, you know, try, again trying to continue building their team over the course of this season and you know not just coast on uh, a lot of games. Yeah, I think having a game like that with a lot of adversity from the beginning, I mean, kind of in the middle of the game, they had a lot of adversity there. I think that's something that's going to help prep them for big games later in the season. But um, when they jumped out to that 20 to three lead at halftime, I was like, okay, well, this game is over. And then the defense, like kind of like Manny said, got tired, couldn't rush the pass like they wanted to, started to let up big plays and it started to get a little closer there. And um I think that's something that the Eagles might want to focus on and work on as the season goes on to not let off the gas on someone. I know fatigue, that's one thing, but not to let off the gas on a team whenever you are up on them. And um, one one takeaway that I took, especially on defense, is uh, do not throw at Darius Slay. Just don't throw at him because you're, you're not going to complete a pass on him. Uh, so I think just don't throw at him. And if the Eagles and Cowboys meet again at home, I got the Eagles because, I mean, that home field advantage on Sunday night was great for the Eagles, and I think that really helped in the win. Big play slay. That's all I got to say. I don't know if you guys also saw the Eagles are releasing a Christmas album. It's Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, and Jason Kelsey are releasing a Christmas album with all your favorite <laughs> Christmas hits on December 23rd. That'd be great. No Jordan Davis all- on that? Jordan Davis should be on there. I'm surprised he's not, though. All right, let's get underway with our week seven, week seven preview. Excuse me. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but tomorrow night, Saints-Cardinals, a fantastic matchup with two, 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 and four teams. 
Wow, that sounds so much. That sounds like so much fun. Again, it lends into the debate that we had earlier about Thursday night football having the worst games possible. This is another game that nobody is going to watch besides Saints and Cardinals fans at this point. Uh, for you guys, again, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but you know, th- I think for next season, you have to start giving, you know, the NFL. You have to the NFL has to start giving Thursday night some actual good games. I don't know if you want to put Bills Chiefs on Thursday night because not as many people are going to want to watch on a Thursday night. Rather compared to a Sunday night, excuse me. Um, but it's still you can't you can't keep giving Broncos, Chargers, Saints, Cardinals games like this. Nobody's going to watch, and Amazon's going to try and get their way out early because they paid what seventy million per game, which is terrible. Yeah, I mean, they need they need to do a better job with the scheduling. I mean, definitely. I mean, I guess you could have predicted that these two teams early in the season would have been better. Um, so I guess it's not fully their fault, but I think that you, as the season goes on, you should work to have better games later in the season, like teams that you know are going to be good, kind of like what Manny said earlier, like teams like the Bills, the Chiefs, I mean, the Eagles, I guess. All those teams, you need to have them on primetime because I said I guess because – we didn't think they were going to be undefeated at the beginning of the season. Let's be honest. Okay, that's okay. That's fair. I'll give you that. I didn't. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, uh, I mean, we th- we thought they were going to be good. We we all three predicted they were going to be good, but we just didn't right. expect them to be undefeated. Um, and probably the best did. team in the NFL right now. So, um, but anyways, they should have games on prime time for teams that are that they know are going to be good. So, um, with when it comes to this game, I think both teams are going to be mostly healthy, which is good. Like um. The, uh, the Cardinals will have Kyler Murray. They're going to be without James Conner probably, and Marquise Brown's out for the season. They just announced that uh, a couple minutes ago. Um, or sorry, sorry, wait, let me read the tweet. It was out, sorry, it was out for a month. Sorry, sorry, didn't mean to make you make you jump. Um, but uh, and, the, and the Saints are going to be without Jarvis Landry and Marshall Lattimore, so those will be big, uh, like, uh, big takes, uh, takeaways from that game. But – I think both the teams are going to be mostly healthy, and James Winston's going to be back for quarterback. And uh, I think it'll it'll provide provide for a good matchup. But the NFL definitely does need to do better at scheduling the games ahead of time. Was um yeah, I'd agree with that. They're both two and four, so usually when you think of the Saints and Cardinals, they're at least like they're in the on the bubble. You know, they're they're around. They give you some good matchups against uh, certain teams that are the the top of the league right now, but right now they don't seem, there doesn't seem too much excitement coming out of them thus far. I think the biggest thing for this game uh, that I would want to watch at least for a little bit is DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Um, They don't have Marquise Brown, obviously now losing him to injury, but he's coming back and he's without a doubt Kyler's best option, his favorite option probably um, other than Marquise Brown now, because they played in college together. But I think that could be something going forward, not just this week, obviously, but going forward, how he looks. And if he looks like he's like he's in week seven, week eight shape, not just coming into his first game now kind of shape, I think he could uh, he could really elevate the Cardinals a lot because they've never really been a dominant defensive team. It's always been Kyler and Hop uh, really carrying that team offensively and keeping them in games. So if Hop comes back like he's not lost a step, and they perform pretty well uh, tomorrow night. This could be 
encouraging signs for the Cardinals going forward. I don't know how tough their schedule is after that, but in a division that does, isn't as tough as a lot of people thought it would be, everybody being three and three or worse, they could uh, they could surprise some people and make that division pretty close with the with the 49ers and I guess the Rams because they just uh, won the Super Bowl. But I think the 49ers are a better team than the Rams. They could keep up with the Rams and uh, and 49ers going forward um, if Hop can come back and play well and give them something uh, offensively at least to look forward to and kind of rely on. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to bring something to this Cardinals offense that they have lacked uh, in the first part of the season with big play with big plays. Uh, again, I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent up to what we expect him to be uh, in his first game back. I think after this tomorrow night's game, I think he'll be a little bit better and working his way back up to game fitness and you know midseason form. I'd be shocked if he does well tomorrow night. I still think he'll do good. I don't know if he's going to fully carry this team, though, in my opinion. Yeah, Adam but, Schefter, by the way, said uh, he's out indefinitely. Marquise Brown is. And it's going to be okay. at least a month. So, okay, so he's going to so be out for a while. Then. He's going to be out for a while. Yeah, unfortunately. That, that's... that definitely affects the Cardinals for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree with that as well. Let's get into some other games as well there's not really many I mean I don't know if you guys are looking at the schedule either but these are terrible games I mean there are what do you really want to watch the the Falcons versus the Bengals the Lions versus the Cowboys might be an interesting one uh maybe if that if the Lions can make it interesting Colts Titans again without Jonathan Taylor I think the Colts are kind of just a one-dimensional team uh, and they're not really that good of a one-dimensional team anyways. Uh, Titans are going to be in there some way, somehow. If you have Derrick Henry on the field, he's going to be – he's going to break off something at some point uh, over the course of this season. Another another, other, another couple of games, excuse me. Packers and Commanders is another one. That's going to be a game that nobody is really going to want to watch. Uh, you know, might be a good game. It probably isn't going to be a good game, though. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but, like, none of these games really seem particularly interesting to me. Maybe the Chiefs at the 49ers. That's a decent one. And I guess ours, the Sunday night game, Steelers and the Dolphins. Those are really the two only ones I really anticipate watching. Maybe yeah, the I mean, Falcons and the Bengals. Maybe those two. Really? They're, I mean, they're both three and three. The Falcons, nobody thought the Falcons would be three and three, and they're playing pretty decent. They could probably be better than three and three, honestly, the Falcons. And Mariota's been playing pretty well for the Falcons. Yeah. That is true as well. Uh, let's get into the first of our games for this week. Obviously, the, Eagle, the Eagles are in a bye this week, so it's only the Seahawks and the Steelers. Seahawks, Chargers, 425 p.m. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who's where they're playing. They're playing at SoFi. Okay. Um, Zach, for you, is this a game that, again, Geno Smith has been a pretty good quarterback so far for the Seahawks so far this season. I think he's played up to his expectation, if not higher. But this is still a game that the Chargers aren't totally, a you know, they're not, they're a beatable team. They're not completely perfect. They're not a team like the Bills, the Chiefs, or the Eagles at this point. They have a lot of talent. 
there is a lot of talent on that offense. There's a lot of talent on the defense. Uh, do you think there is a way for the Seahawks to be able to come away with a win in this one? And what do you think that reason is? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I don't think the Chargers are invincible. Like uh, we've seen a lot of, like we believe a lot of other NFL teams are. And um, Gino has played above expectations, personally, in my opinion. Um, he, the fact that we're three and three right now, six games in, is pretty good with our schedule. I mean, we beat the Broncos, and um, I think uh, we lost the Falcons, and then we beat the Lions. So it's been a lot of just mediocre teams we've been playing. So I think this game at SoFi, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really hard game for Seattle, probably the hardest one they've had this season. And um, it'll be a, it'll be a test for uh, both sides of the ball. I mean, the defense has been one of the worst in the NFL, which was something we expected going into this season. But Gino has elevated the offense to a new level better than what is expected. So I think that the mix of that and the Chargers kind of being on a lull right now, just kind of just uh, going through the motions. They've just been getting by. Like um, they played on was a Monday night or Sunday night last week. I can't remember for sure. Let me look. See Chargers? Yeah, they played on Monday night last week. And right. they won by one against the Broncos on a game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. So that, that game was just kind of just there. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't really impressed with the Chargers. So it's definitely going to be interesting because both teams are kind of just there and they're looking to prove themselves. So um, I think in, since it's at SoFi in L.A., I think I got to give the Rams the advantage there at the, home, at the brand new stadium. Um, and it's going to be a tough game for Seattle against them, definitely. Definitely. Manny, for you, going into this game, it's going to be a tough one. Of course, the the Chargers on paper are probably the better team than the Seahawks. Do you think there's a way – do you think this is a Seahawks – if the Chargers lose this game, what am I trying to say? It won't be the Chargers uh, – it won't be the Seahawks winning this game. It'll be the Chargers losing this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um I don't know if Keenan Allen will play. It seems like every week he's questionable. He gets close, but he they just don't suit him up. I don't know what's wrong with his hamstring. Um, he's only played in week one, if I'm not wrong about that. If he plays, then I think it's overwhelmingly in the Chargers' favor pretty much. But if he doesn't play, um, that Chargers team is pretty banged up. I, I, don't, I don't think Joey Bosa's playing. Rashawn Slater's out for the year. Corey Lindsley got hurt in the Monday night game. And if those two, especially on the line, aren't playing, Corey Lindley and Rashawn Slater obviously won't be playing. Um, the Seahawks showed some good pass rushing against the Cardinals last week. They got to Kyler Murray, I think, at least four times, I think. And they, they got a couple turnovers. Tariq Woolen got one, I think. That's his third of the year. Um, it could be a surprise. Maybe I, I kind of want to go with the Seahawks here, honestly. If it was in Seattle, I would definitely pick the Seahawks. But if it... I think I'm still going to roll with the Seahawks, honestly, to, to, to upset, I guess, the Chargers. Because that offense without Keenan Allen, it kind of seems like it's been stuttering a bit. Austin Eckler's been, without a doubt, their best player. Um, but Herbert didn't throw a touchdown last week. Uh, the, the connection with the receivers doesn't seem there pretty much if Mike Williams isn't having a good game. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. I kind of pull up a little upset here in Los Angeles and take the lead there in their, in their division. I guess I didn't really make a pick, so I'll make a pick real quick. Um, I think I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Seattle. I'm a, I'm a little a little a homer right now, but uh, I'm gonna go with Seattle only because man, he brought up a great point. I think 
I think the offenses are going to be there. And when it comes for Seattle, the offense is going to be there. It's just a fact, can the defense stop Justin Herbert and Eckler? And if Allen plays, can they stop that offense from scoring? And that's something that they haven't done in many of our games this year. So I think it'll be more, can the defense win the game rather than can the offense outscore the Chargers? I think that's what really what's going to come down to. So I'm going to say Seattle, I'm going to pick it to be close, but kind of high scoring. Uh, I'll, I'll say 31-24. All right, that's a good pick. I'm going to go with Chargers in this one. I still think they're the better team, even though they haven't been entirely unbeatable this season. I think that they have more talent on their team. I do agree with you, Zach, though. It will be close. I'm going to go a little bit closer than you did. I'm going to go 27-24, game-winning field goal once again for the Chargers to take the win at home against the Seahawks. Steelers-Dolphins, Sunday night football. Manny, I mean, the the Dolphins are favored at 7-7 right now uh, at Miami. It's going to be a good atmosphere. I think it's going to be a good game regardless. Again, like I said for the Seahawks Chargers, do you think this is a C- do you think this is more of a C- or Dolphins lose than a Steelers win or you know what what do you think the Steelers have to do in this game to be able to come away with their third win of the season? That's a good question. Um it's tough because defensively I thought we had no hope with all the injuries, but we played one of our best defensive performances with all those injuries. So defensively, I'm not sure what to expect. The Dolphins have lost the last three games to the Bengals. They got blown out by the Jets at home. Um, and then they lost to the, the Vikings now recently. So that defense isn't really something too threatening. I would say they've given up at least, I think, 20. Yeah, at least 24 points in the last three games and 40 to the Jets, and offensively, they haven't been there, obviously, because two is not there, and he is coming back. Um, interestingly enough, both this, both of the quarterbacks in this game um, are suffering from concussion and are probably going to play Kenny Pickett and Tua, so it'll be interesting to see how that works, how uh, they both respond to that, especially Tua, because of how scary his was, um, but I expect both of them to play, and I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think they're going to win, obviously. Not obviously, but uh, that's obviously what's gonna, what I'm going to say. Um, I think this could be a pretty good game for them offensively. Um, Najee Harris, hopefully he gets something going. He did say he last week was the first time he wasn't playing without like a metal plate in his shoe because of the foot injury he had. So I expect him to just build on last week. He looked a little bit better last week. He scored at least. Um, I expect him to keep building and defensively. You can't not be riding that momentum after last week when nobody gave you a chance to beat the Bucks. So I think they're just going to be riding high on those spirits. I expect Minka to come back against his former team, Brian Flores to be playing against his former team. I think that and the Dolphins is down, kind of down form that they have right now. I think we're all playing our favor and we'll win probably by a touchdown or at least a field goal. So I'm going to say we go, we win that and go to three and four. I agree with a lot of what Manny said, except for the picks. Sorry, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dolphins. I, I think as a, as a rounded team with less injuries on the defensive side of the ball, I think they're able to pull it out. But I definitely think the Steelers are on an upward trajectory, especially with Pickett. And like you said earlier in the podcast, uh, if he 
if he plays, like like Tomlin says, if he clears uh, clears the injury and plays, then he'll he'll get the start. I th- I definitely think with him under under center, that's definitely a better look for the Steelers. So that they're definitely an upward trend. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in Miami. I'm I'm going to say uh, ooh, I'm going to say twenty seven twenty one Dolphins. I'm sorry, Manny. You're going to be the only one on this one. I'm going to pick the Dolphins <laughs> as well in this. I think. You know, with Tua coming back, it's going to be obviously a major discussion because of what happened with his two concussions before. Dolphins are favored 76-24 right now. I still think it's going to be close, though. I'm going to go a little bit bigger than Zach did, though. I'm going to say 28-20 to is going to be the final score in this one. I think the Miami will move to 4-3, and three and... You know, it's going to be, I think it'll be another learning lesson for Kenny Pickett, but it is going to be a tough one to swallow for that Steelers fan base who I don't think they don't want to have a top 10 pick. That's probably a death. I mean, that's a death knell for an organization like the Steelers, in my opinion. Uh, let's get into the Monday night game. Such a fantastic game. Bears, Patriots. Who picks these games? Like, really? Why put the Bears of all teams on Thursday night football and then you play them on Monday night football the following week? I don't understand this pick whatsoever. Uh, I'm going to take the, I mean, I'm going to say the Patriots just because I I think the Bears are a hapless organization. But this doesn't make any sense to play this game for for these two teams to be playing. for these teams to be playing on Monday night football. Manny, for you, obviously, with the Patriots, they're, you know, they're kind of middling. They're roller coaster. One week they're really good. Next week they're really bad. It's kind of it's a lot different from what we expected growing up. So for you in this game, it's obviously the Bailey Zappi show now. What do you take, what do you think going into this game is going to be the Patriots' best chance of moving to four and three on the season? Yeah, just doing what they have been doing, really. it's uh, It's been the Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson show, really, and working off of them. The other team stacking the box. Bailey Zappi could uh, roll into some play action, getting him on the move, um, and then just throwing it down the field to some one-on-one coverage. It's pretty simple. They've simplified it a lot for him, and, I mean, that's a smart thing to do when you have a guy that uh, hasn't been playing, obviously, because of because Mac's been there, and he's done pretty well. they schemed it well for him to succeed and they've blown out uh they just blew out the browns um i think they're just going to keep doing the same thing damian harris should play in this game and i think it's not going to be that exciting obviously because of the teams playing and of the style that both of them um kind of play as the the bill not the bills the patriots are going to run run the ball pretty much the entire game and then just keep it to within their control keep the clock and just play good defense and i expect them to win this one i'm going to say Probably, I want to say 24. I want to say 24 to like 10. 24 to 10, they'll win this game. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, if, I, if I had to pick an NFL team that I would have the lowest opinion of, it'd be the Bears. So um, I just want to put that out there because I have not been very high on the Bears this year. I feel like their offense has been – 
just there in a lull going going through the season. And Justin Fields has not really performed well. He hasn't really uh, brought the rushing upside that you'd expect from him to bring to their to their scheme. And I think that's something that's going to hurt them against the Patriots because their scheme is slow. Uh, they like to run the ball too whenever they can, but their offensive line isn't great. And they love they like to run the ball. So I think it's going to be a very defensive game with like like you said, Manny, the Patriots also like to run the ball with Ramon J. Stevenson. So. I think I'm going to pick a low scoring game for the Patriots as well. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20 to seven. Interesting. All right. I'll take that 20 to seven is going to be an interesting game. Again, it's Patriot. It's Patriots bears. It's not going to be particularly interesting uh, for anyone, but I'm still going to take the Patriots in this one. I think they're just a little bit better of a team, a little bit more complete on the offensive side, especially I'm going to go – I think it's going to be defensive sh- – sh- excuse me, showdown. I'm going to go 17-7. to It is going to be a true Monday night game, low scoring, extremely boring, uh, just complete everything that's happened this season with Monday night games. So it'll be another fun week of NFL football, some poorly scheduled games. We'll surely be watching on Sunday – for sure. Thank you again for listening to this week's edition of First and Moose. I'm Patrick McCabe signing off for my co-host Manny Mardiege and Zach Anderson. Thank you again. We'll see you guys next week for hopefully another interesting week of NFL football. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.